So, my story begins three and a half years ago when I got back from a short trip from France and the minute I got home, my mom phoned me and said my father, who had gone on a routine trip back to my country of birth, Iran, to visit his sickly mother, had been arrested by Iran's revolutionary guards. Our lives changed from that day onwards. We found out later that my father had been kidnapped and taken to solitary confinement and branded as a political prisoner. My father, who had never in his life been involved in politics, nor had he worked at any government capacity for anywhere. And he was given a 10-year prison sentence. He was a retired businessman who designed and sold building materials from his small private company he inherited from his father. And after some long agonizing months, we found out that arresting innocent citizens who hold dual nationality, my, my dad being English-Iranian, is a cruel practice Iran has exercised since the beginning of the Islamic Revolution in the 70s to use people as bargaining chips with other governments. Iran doesn't accept dual nationality under any circumstances. And when they arrest these individuals, they claim that because they don't see them as anything but Iranian, they are within their rights to deny them consular help or access from their respective countries. So, for three and a half years, my family and I have been campaigning for the freedom of my father and all other dual nationals that are held there from all other nations. My father, a peace-loving, caring man, who was just starting to enjoy his retirements, has now been a pawn in a political game between two countries. But he always taught us to be honest, truthful, and to speak for those who cannot speak for themselves, which is why I'm now his voice. After the initial sadness that I felt, I started to feel a rage and anger which accompanied and consumed me everywhere I went. And all the time, I started to feel resentful towards people who complained about mundane things in life. I couldn't relate at all to other people's problems, and the injustices of this thing became suffocating. However, in time, I didn't let that anger defeat me. I learned from it, and I've learned to channel those feelings into my efforts to raise awareness for these extreme injustices happening in the Middle East which due to their political disadvantage don't make it to the mainstream media. I also sympathize fully with other people's issues, issues that aren't similar to mine, but nevertheless in need of support and waiting to be shared and made aware of. It's not easy to summarize the hardships we've gone through and the dark realities we've had to face in the past three and a half years, in mere minutes. But I'm a strong believer that misery shouldn't make us miserable. Like any other emotion, sadness and anger can be explored. They are in the end ultimately our mind's way of coping with events. If we truly study our sadness, we can discover things about ourselves and find strengths within us that we never thought we have. And then we could in turn use those strengths to sympathize with others and guide them in their sadness towards calm. I am blessed to have a loving family and a partner who have stuck by me throughout the worst of this situation. 
And not only the evils of this world not managed to break us, they have in fact turned us into a much stronger unit. And it's the power that radiates from that love that's the driving force from, for this new vocation. I was always a very strong advocate of going to Iran and visiting this beautiful country because of the variety of landscapes, cuisines and cultures that it offers. Being a baker myself, I had actually planned to visit Iran with a documentary crew to film all the cuisines from north to south and to make a video blog about how safe it is to visit Iran and to be how to be there as a tourist. I actually made several blogs in the past about viewing Iran through the eyes of someone who hasn't lived there and I wanted to take my partner there to explore it for himself. This was planned for exactly seven months after my dad was taken and obviously had to be scrapped. And this kind of irony is not lost on me. Because this is a country that me, my dad, my brother and my mum visited regularly. We all kind of advocated for its safety and we never had any ill things to say about it. We were so far removed from its politics that we thought as normal citizens it would be a cultural duty to get people to visit and to know it beyond its politics or separate from it. We thought we would be safe. Because people of Iran are hospitable and there are so many places to see. Iran is so rich in history that you don't want the country to de to be defined by whoever is in charge of its government. But when this ha thing happened to my dad, obviously all our plans were scrapped and we had no choice but to warn people of the dangers of visiting Iran. And it pains me to say this, but if you are a dual national or if you are someone who thinks that you can't be touched by the government of Iran, this can happen to anyone, even to you. I would always compare it to a lottery ticket. You know, everyone plays the lottery and not everyone wins. In fact, the chances are very, very slim. And this situation is like the exact opposite of that. Because you know thousands of people who go to Iran and you know that so many people who've gone and come back and thought it's a lovely country and feel safe. But there will always be that one case, that one person who is randomly selected and taken as a political pawn and you do not want that happening to you. Maybe it's best for everyone to just read about the culture and cherish everything from afar. Maybe it's best for everyone to read about the dangers and also study everything that threatens an individual when they visit there. It's always good to think twice and know that this problem doesn't discriminate. And if you are a dual national, you're always at risk and you're vulnerable when you make the decision to go and visit Iran.